Welcome to the Sound of Movement podcast. Today we're continuing our week-long topic of motivation. This is by far one of our most popular topics. We get a lot of great feedback from this because we're going to teach you today how you set effective goals and what you need to do in order to achieve them. Just like Vasquez said in Aliens, let's rock. If you're new to the tribe, we've got Rich behind the mix. Rad is at the table with me, Yanni Bormeister, and we are Unity Gym experts at turning driven people into athletes. This episode is brought to you by our Unify Movement System, the only online program effectively balancing strength, flexibility, and fitness so you can unleash your inner athlete. Get daily coaching by us, plus our epic foundations prep program and revolutionary structural balance blueprint to create your ideal programs and optimize your performance. As a valued listener and subscriber, use the link in the description and you get your first month free. So get yourself in there. Now, before we get started, as always, we want to send a big warm welcome if you are streaming live in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. Leave a comment and we'll send you back some love. Remember, anyone can join that group, interact and ask us questions. And lastly, big shout out to our YouTube athletes catching the replay. Hit that like button and support the channel and subscribe if you like what you see. As I said today, we're joined by the Dream Team, Rad and Richie. I don't know if Richie's on the mic. He's certainly behind I the mix. Sure oh, Richie's on the mic. How are you today, boys? Yeah, I'm really good. Really good. I'm yeah. pretty good. I'm pretty good. Had a good workout. Good workout, yeah. I had a, uh, a, a good not workout. I'm still, I, I think I'll start uh, a good training session again tomorrow, but um, yeah, I feel good. Feel good. Rad's, uh, Rad's uh, balls are healing well. I spoke about that earlier this week. <laughs> that is vasectomy. Uh, it's, yeah, it certainly is nice doing these podcasts after our, after our workout. We used to do them before the workout, and uh, nowadays we're doing them after the workout, which is nice. I certainly feel good. I've just had an icy cold shower to freshen up straight after my workout. Yeah. We got a, a lot of great feedback after yesterday's show. Uh, I do hope you'll catch yesterday and, uh, and the earlier show on uh, Tuesday. Was it Monday or Tuesday? Mm-hmm. Uh, they were really, really important to frame this up because today we're going to sort of, uh, this is where the, the, the rubber meets the road, metaphorically speaking. This is where we do start to unpack how we set goals here at Unity Gym. Uh, and for the Unify Movement System Tribe Online. We do uh, our six-week testing phase, which is a a period of the program where we sort of back off a little bit uh, volume and uh, and focus on just testing our progress, our strength on a bunch of fundamental benchmark lifts. And, uh, And then we sort of deploy that into... Uh, our next phase of programming. Obviously, if you're new to the program, we get you just to practice it a few times, get used to it, um, optimize the technique in the benchmark lifts uh, so that you're you know, doing them perfectly with good form and technique, doing them safely, and also just uh, not finding the process overwhelming. And then once you start to actually build out your programs, it takes a few times to get that right too, you know? And, and learning how to deploy that data and not get analysis paralysis and sort of get confused and things like that. And we still have to coach people in the gym with that. Uh, we're even starting a new um, weekly group coaching call just for the gym members to give them a bit of higher level stuff, uh, feedback, because it's hard to do that with 20 people in a group at once. And um, But 
all of this is just sort of like a, a little tiny piece of the puzzle of your big macro goal, you know, and what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, yesterday we talked about uh, how important it is to get the, the hierarchy of health right, the order of operations, whatever you want to call it, uh, which starts with motivation. And motivation, we require you to find a burning desire, which is the reason why your goal is important to you. You know, and I, I sent out an email blog yesterday to our inner circle where I talked about the fact that I trained for my legacy. And I know that Rad has a very similar burning desire. You know, I know that uh, I, I, my goal is to get strong, flexible and athletic. And I know that if I get strong, flexible and athletic, then I will influence my tribe and I know that if I can influence my tribe then I can change lives positively and I know that if I'm changing lives positively then my business will be successful and I know that if my business is successful then I'll leave a legacy that my family is proud of and so if you drill down on why you train I train for my legacy I train for how it's going to affect my my legacy uh, and uh, I, I, I usually, you know, your why, like, uh, not usually, it has to be bigger than yourself. It has to be bigger than just you, you know, your, your why. It has to be, it's usually something that's fundamentally, you know, um, associated with social psychology. It's usually much bigger than you. And if you can't find that, at this time of year, it gets really, really hard to stay motivated. You know, you, you, everyone gets a real big burst of motivation from the New Year's resolution hype. And uh, it's, it's easy to get started, you know, but then what carries you throughout the rest of the year? And, and a friend of mine, uh, who's another personal trainer, did a great post yesterday on Instagram talking about like, I don't give a shit about your six week transformation. Come back to me in a year or three years and show me what you've achieved. Mm. You know, anyone can light a fire in themselves that gets them through <clears> four <throat> to six weeks, a 28 day transformation or a six week transformation or whatever, you know. But be, to be able to sustain that momentum and actually really transform your life, you know, not just shed a few kilos temporarily and then put it all back on again, uh, come back in three years and show me what you've achieved. And to get that sort of burning desire, to get that sort of motivation, it has to be bigger than you, I think, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, if, look, for me, it was, I don't know, it was always easy for me to exercise because I just, I always wanted to be really good at martial arts when I was younger and I when I watched um people like Jackie Chan and Jet Li and Bruce Lee I was I was fascinated by Kung Fu I loved um Kung Fu and Wushu I thought it was really really cool and I just wanted to be able to do it and that was strong enough for me through my youth to really motivate me and get me going but then as I got older and that motivation started to slide and I really I went through a few years where I really questioned whether it was what I wanted to be able to do or not and what I discovered is that I was definitely it was I was motivated by um, by the social status you know I wanted to be able to um, be recognized for for talent and skill because that gives me the ability to influence people and you can like it or leave it, but that is a uh, that is a, a a reason that people are motivated. People are motivated to be recognised for their achievements. And for me, I've been able to harness that and and recognise that within me, I can use that to help other people. Because I'm I'm a big believer. For me, I've never been motivated by anybody that can tell me everything but can't do themselves that doesn't motivate me at all 
So I, I've always flocked to teachers that that taught by showing, by showing me what they could do. And it goes back to martial arts days where, when if I ever went to a martial arts school and you had these teachers that were overweight and they'd tell you all this stuff, but um, if you tried to get them to show you any of it themselves, they were really not good at it themselves. And for me, I just walked away from that. I had no desire to learn from people like that. Whereas yeah. when I did finally come across a teacher that was really very capable, more capable than any other teacher that I'd ever been to, that really motivated me and that really inspired me. And that's I think that's one of the reasons why I was so inspired by all those martial arts stars that I spoke about before, because here are people that you could really see doing it at the top of their field. And I found that really inspiring and really motivating. And and that got deeper as I went through the years of um, of, of having mentors and, and learning from people. And there were people that I learned from that um, knew it all, but they couldn't do it all. And, and it's just they just didn't inspire me. I learned things from them, but they didn't inspire me. And then when I worked with some other mentors, people like Ido Portal is probably the most notable um, of, of recent years of somebody that I worked with face-to-face that was so physically impressive at what they could do. That was really inspiring for me. And so that's me. That's my... Um, you know, that's my motivation. It's why I do what I do. And um, having been going through this process of really challenging myself on why is it that I do this, it was through that that I was able to realize that it, it wasn't it wasn't martial arts that was my motivation. It was physical capability. It was just it was just the pursuit of of, of physical mastery, be it in whatever. And now I've been able to pursue that at times through martial arts at times through calisthenics at times through weightlifting strength training flexibility training but you know that's my um that's my burning desire that's my why you know yeah and that's what keeps me in good shape all the time it's what guides me if i ever start falling off track you know before i knew this stuff i used to fall off the wagon a lot more than i do now and for longer and it was much harder to get myself back that doesn't happen anymore because I can, I can tell really, really quickly when I'm going off track. You know, you just you can guide yourself back really, really quickly when you have a strong why as to why you do something and your motivation is there. But when you don't have that, um, I've found in the past that it's very, very hard to stay consistent very, long enough to achieve a good result. And for me, what I want to achieve um, is much higher than the average person, so you need to be consistent. You know, consistency and patience is the is the real secret sauce to what it, what it is that I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. Or grit, you know, grit. passion and persistence. You know, different yep. different different definitions from different teachers, but yeah, grit is is uh, it has to be there. And yeah, I think if you don't have a very strong why, then I think it's pretty hard to develop grit. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I mean, there's stories of people that have, like you were talking to me about that janitor who died in New York and left a fortune to his grandchildren, millions of dollars. Nobody ever knew eight, that he had eight, anything. Eight million. Yeah, because he was a janitor. Yeah, and he did, and he did that for forty years. He was just the janitor, and he lived in a simple apartment and drove a simple car. And when he died, he had a fortune that he left to his grandchildren that no one knew about. I mean. That dude must have had a strong why to be able to do that, to be able to create that, and um, and not have even told anybody about it while it was happening. You know. Yeah, donated it half to his church and his library, and the rest to his 
grandchildren. grandchildren. Yeah, how good is that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, good story. Um, that that some, uh, I can't remember who it was. I think it was James. One of our tribe members asked us to reference books. So that is a reference from a book called The Psychology of Money. Fantastic book. Uh, and I'll try and do my best to re- to reference books when we come up with something that, uh, that, that where there's an opportunity. I'm I'm pretty sure it was James mm. from our um, move, uh, our um, online coaching group. Uh, so you know now what we want to do today is talk about for the next 10, 15 minutes we're going to talk about how we create a goal that is uh, reverse engineered into a fitness strategy session that around your burning desire. Okay. And uh, this is really, really, uh, it, it becomes a little bit of a science, you know, it becomes, morning Lucio, by the way, send you some love. If you're morning, on the live stream, let us know and, uh, and we will give you a shout out. Uh, you, you do really, really want to um, get good at this, you know, and it is practice, practice. You have, you cannot expect to get it right the first time. When we do our fast growth workshops here at Unity Gym and we unpack this process, you know, people get really stressed out because they want to uh, create their fitness strategy in, you know, under in this in the segment that we give it. It's like 90 minutes and it takes sometimes takes longer than that, you know, and you got to come back to it. But what we can do here is give you the framework and the framework is uh, is something that, that has stood the test of time with us. And it's very, very powerful. It's very, very effective. And that is that. Uh, you know, we reverse engineer a 12 month goal and we do 12 months because it's just, it's an easy time frame for people to get their head around. You know, if I only set 12 month goals, I'd hardly be successful. I set uh, 10 year, five year, three year and 12 month goals. And uh, it's the 10 year goals that I'm most concerned about. You know, the 12 month, 12 months is a, is a, is a bite of my piece of pie you know uh this is but but for most people that's an that's that's a big first step to set a 12-month goal and so we start with 12-month goal and we call it as Vern harnish put it in his uh in his great book mastering the rockefeller habits he calls it the big hairy audacious goal and that is uh uh you know something that is big enough to be a little bit scary but um not big enough that it's unachievable you know, and I, and my my theory, I do believe, is that if you shoot for the stars, if you fall short, you you're still going to hit the moon. You know, uh, at least you're going to get some big momentum forward. And so, you know, if we break down a goal, uh, that's what's something. What's something that is a is a a good training goal? Give me give me something. A pull up. A pull up. Uh, middle splits. Muscle up. What are we doing for our flush sale next week? We haven't decided yet. Oh, really? Oh, bugger. Okay, I was going to do something associated with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think a, I think a pull up or, or and a muscle up is a is a pretty is a goal that we've all had. Okay, a muscle up's a good one. Yeah. Right, let's go. Let's go with a muscle up. Okay, that's uh, for someone who can't. Like, let's say, okay, someone who can't even do a pull up, mm-hmm. and they want to do a muscle up, and twelve months is is is. Uh, I think definitely achievable. You know, if the person is of a decent body composition yeah, if, if, the per- if, if the person is really really overweight then you know the first go- the first step to that go- and that's absolutely not something that they could not achieve mm. but you got to work damn hard and you got, and you because you, you, you're first. fighting you well the, the weight loss can come really quickly but the problem is jesus christ i've just messed up my uh, bandage contact lens in my eye and it's 
Oh my God. Uh, I'll see if I can get through this. It's like someone just flicked a stone into my eye. Uh, so, you, you know, you've got to get over the psychological element there. And when there's a psychological element there, which is the weight, um, the, the eating uh, disorder for being overweight, then it creates a, a barrier that you have to get, climb over, you know. But if, if let's say hypothetically, because that takes us down a much big, bigger rabbit hole, let's say there's no um, uh, body composition uh, issues and the person is of a healthy body composition, uh, then what we need to do first, and they, and they can't do uh, even one pull-up, what we need to do is first of all, obviously get them to a pull-up, you know? And I would say the, and the way we do this is, okay, we set the big hairy audacious goal, one strict muscle up, uh, and we make it a tangible goal. So we say, let's say it's, uh, it's um, the third, it's the 4th of March, uh, one strict muscle up by the 4th of March, 2021. It's a 12 month goal. So we've got the from when, um, from, 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 from now to, to, from, from here to then by when. Yeah. From X to Y by when, by when you know, yeah. um, and, uh, and that makes it a really tangible goal. And then what we need to do is get busy breaking that goal down, reverse engineering that goal. And what we want to finish with at the end of this process is a set of daily rituals or behaviors or habits that we can create that are going to move us in the right direction. So we start with this huge, big, hairy, audacious thing, and then we want to uh, end with something that you can do right now in real time that is going to move you in the right direction. And I always like to say that those real time daily behaviors should cover everything. There should be something to do with the exercise itself, the obvious part. There should be something to do with the way you are nourishing your body, fueling your body to, uh, to, to get leaner. Because of course, getting leaner is going to help with that goal. If you're leaner and you've got a more um, uh, efficient body composition, then you're going to every kilo makes an astronomical difference. It's funny, you know, when I was uh, learning from one of my early, earliest mentors, Charles Poliquin, the late Charles Poliquin, he had a debate with an individual in the in the classroom who believe who had the form had formed an opinion that Charles Poliquin was only good at training bodybuilders and not very good at training elite level athletes. And this gentleman was training rugby union players. And he said, you know, what does improving one because Charles had a big emphasis on improving maximal strength initially and improving body composition initially in any athlete, unless you were a power lifter. And he's, he used to say, those are the two things that you, if you do, you'll improve athletic performance in any athlete. And this guy said, how does improving body composition um, improve the athletic performance of my rugby players. And he said, what's the key attribute? He asked this guy the question, what's the key attribute of your rugby players? What's name me one thing that they need to do, uh, in order to be a good player across the board, every single player, ha this is a marker of an assessment that they need to be able to do. And they drilled down that it was the 40 yard dash. Every rugby player has to be able to do a good 40 yard dash, irrespective of who they are, what position they play, because they have to be able to run up in a line to tackle mm. the opposing mm. team. And if a player can't do that 40 yard dash and keep up with the rest of their team, it creates an, an overlap or a, a, um, a problem in the defensive line that they'll get exposed to. And he said, you tell me the best way to improve a, a player's 40 yard dash. 
And the guy came out with all these great exercises. Get good, better at squatting. Get better at deadlifting. Improve your, you know, your, your maximal squat lift. And he said, nothing will improve a player's 40-yard dash more than becoming leaner. Mm. Removing body fat. Every kilo that you take off that player, they'll move faster. And you cannot, no squat, no deadlift will, will beat that. And it's true. And it's certainly true in, in the context of doing a muscle-up. So part of your strategy must be diet intervention. And, and I would say that that's with just about every movement goal because you want an efficient body composition. And then part of your strategy should be to do with recovery. You should definitely be recovering. But then the middle part, so we've got this, the end and we've got the start, you know. So what we need to do now is fill in the middle. And like our um, Muscle Up Masterclass does, you know, the, the, the first step is to get them conditioned, right? What, and you may as well just walk them through. Walk them through what the Muscle Up Masterclass is because that's going to give us our check-in points. Chin, uh, um, uh, conditioning in the wrists, elbows, and shoulders. Well, the first thing it does is teaches you how to do a pull-up. Yeah. That's the first thing. You learn how to do bodyweight pull-ups and bodyweight dips because those are critical for a muscle-up. And then you learn, then you develop core strength and wrist conditioning, which you need to be able to actually do the transition of the muscle-up. Then you start working on the skill of the movement. You develop strength through the movement in assisted, uh, basically regressed versions of muscle-ups, and then eventually you get to... To muscle ups. So if you were to revert, and this is really easy for us because we've created this amazing program, but we're going to use that as a template. So we've got our end goal. We want to do a muscle up. We got our start goal. We want to create these daily habits that are going to push us in the right direction. What we do is we reverse engineer. So what does success look like in nine months? We should be doing pull-ups in nine months and we should have our wrists fully conditioned so that we can do the, the, the ring false grips and things like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And then in six months, what should we do? We should be able to do mm. X. In three months, what should we be able to do? We should be able to do Y. Mm -hmm. And in one month, how are we going to tell that we're moving in the right direction? And, and you, I like to say what the one month um, milestone is, should always be something to do with the training split. I want to be in a routine where it's feeling normal training four times a week mm. or five times a week or whatever we decide we need to do. Yeah. I want to have my nutrition dialed in in four weeks. I want to have, I want to be getting eight hours sleep every night and nine hours sleep on the nights that I train. So my bedtime is X, you know, you reverse engineer everything to do with what you're going to need, what your lifestyle is going to need to look like. And here's a pro tip. You got to start thinking about what the person who can do muscle ups looks like lives like behaves like and then after one month you got to be that person you know because the person you are right now who can't even do one pull up that's not the person that you're going to be in 12 months time if you can do a muscle up you know what i mean yeah you got to become that person in and you and and you got to give yourself a month to become that person so you got to think about how what time they go to sleep what time do they go to bed you know the person that trains that hard does not stay up netflixing and chilling until midnight you know that person is probably the type of person that gets up early and goes to bed early you know mm -hmm. uh you got to think how does that person eat you know, what kind of sleep does that person have? Uh, quality sleep, you know, so we, we need to improve the quality of our sleep. And all of those little things you've got to start thinking about and you, you reverse engineer into your fitness strategy. And then that one month check-in, you go, am I looking like this different person?
And if you're not, okay, I got to go back, hit the drawing board again, dust the shoulders off, have another run at the mountain, reset that goal for another month out and start going through those processes again, you know. And that's how we create fitness strategy sessions here at Unity Gym and in the uh, Unify Movement System to make sure that people are uh, moving in the right direction. We got some good comments here. Yeah, Vinny Brown has said, hey guys, no better feeling knowing I've done my workout for the day. Even the days I don't feel like at 5.30 a.m. workouts can be tough. I keep in my head what you guys have been hammering home, which is to trust the process and stay consistent. Haven't missed a workout in a year. How's that working out for you, Vinny? How has not missing a workout in a year worked out for you? And that is um, a, a great example of a, a, a lead measure, you know, just uh, training every day. Not missing your workouts. Yeah, but yeah, Vinny, um, uh, let us know um, if, if you can quickly get a response to that question in before we finish the show uh, in a minute. Let us know. How's it worked out for you? Training for a year, not missing a workout. And uh, Stephen Pellegrino said... I love said, what Stephen said. Read it out. I want to muscle up, but I'm still working on your prerequisite of being able to hang with straight arms in a false grip before starting the program. I think that's so important. And, you know, f t for context, the guys that are on the podcast and, and look, look, are tuning in in the um, Movement Mastermind, Stephen's an absolute weapon. Uh, he's got a very, very well-established training age, meaning that he's been training hard under fairly good protocols for quite some time. He's not a spring chicken. He's, 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 uh, he's very, very well-versed. He's very coachable in regard to how in tune he is with his body you know you can tell him something give him a minimal amount of feedback and you'll get a maximum amount of output from that feedback which is a really great place to be and that only comes from training for years and years and years and years and years and he's still working on the basics to make sure because the thing is with a muscle up especially it's so common that people rush the process and end up with tendinopathy in the forearms and elbows. It's so demanding on the connective tissues. The nervous system, and I dare say, you know, with Stephen, his nervous system and his muscles would probably be absolutely fine to bust out a good muscle up now. But if he started going hell for leather like that, the chances are his connective tissues, which we know, we spoke about this earlier in the series this week, the, the body's tissues adapt at different rates and the nervous system adapts first. So you'll get the strength, the ability to do the movement. The muscles adapt second. So the load capacity of the muscle and the, uh, the, the, the output of the muscle will be able to do the movement. But the, the, the ligaments joining bone to bone and the bones themselves and the tendons joining muscle to bone, they take much longer to adapt. Uh, and in many cases, six months to 12 months to adapt. And so if you rush the process, you so often, and we've all done it, we've all done it. Richie's had forearm tendinopathy, elbow tendinopathy, you've had it, I've had it. Uh, it's so easy to do and it's such a bugger to get rid of once you, once you get it. You know, we call it Jim Herpes around here because it's almost there with you for life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning in, team. That is all we have time for today. We're going to be jumping over to our UMS online coaching group now where we do our live daily coaching calls for our, uh, for our tribe that are subscribed to our UMS coaching program. That's where we give specific coaching and cueing for people's techniques and uh, programming advice guidance where we teach people how to make their own customized programs for strength, flexibility, and fitness, including weightlifting and calisthenics. If you're not a part of that group, what are you doing? Jump on in, get yourself a one month free trial. You can click the link in the UMS Movement Mastermind Facebook group. There'll be a pinned 
uh, post at the top of the page where you can get a one month free trial. Jump on in, get started with us. Or, or the link in the description on or YouTube the link or in the, the description. Podcast. Yep, that's right. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great day. Health is about performance, not just body image. You better be willing to accept what you're gonna have to do to get there. We'll start focusing on movement goals, strength goals, flexibility goals. When you nail that skill, it's there forever. The body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's gonna get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.